Are you good at guessing what people want? This year, stop guessing and give them what they want. From burgers to video games to ripped jeans. They pick their gift from some of their favorite brands with a choice gift card from giftcards.com. It's genius. I said, and even one one of them even showed up. Watch the whole value of the game. 
stuff like that. They be like, oh, that justifies everything in the story. Like, nah, not really. Because if it wasn't for that defense or that front four, y'all probably get washed. <laughs> if it wasn't for one person in the defense who pretty much is getting killed in every facet of the game, y'all yeah. get washed. So, Execution has to be on point for a team to win in football. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the one of the... <laughs> That's the, the ultimate, well, as far as like the major sports, team sports, if the execution is off, more likely you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. It's not like basketball yeah. where everybody else might, the, the plays aren't working, but then, hey, when all else fails, give it to the best player on the court, let him take over. That's different. Football, nah, we need everybody to execute. Order for it to work, and I, I was just—I guess I was surprised because I understand everybody hates Tom Brady, and that's what happens when you're successful, and that's what happens when you spent 99% of your career up in New England. I get it, but in my mind, you should have made up your mind that he was the greatest quarterback in NFL history a couple years ago. Right. That should have been done. Like, you should handle it. Sure, he, he nice. Yeah. Like, I mean, I thought it was done at the ring four. To be honest with you, I mean, right. I recall, I recall him the go since ring since he won ring four. I thought that was against um, Seattle, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. That that fourth quarter the was just. Game. <laughs> yeah, but that fourth quarter from him was just. They were down fourteen, and the way he executed. That fourth yeah. quarter was just perfect. Like that's yeah. that's dumb. And it's like, yeah. damn, that's the best defense. You seen Aaron Rodgers, which is scared, was afraid to throw to one side of this defense, couldn't get a first down in the whole second half. You know, two weeks ago, and now you playing them and you carving them up in the fourth quarter. It's like, dang, all right, we're the goat. So that was solidified for me. Damn near ten years ago, he was the goat. It feel like it was exactly. almost 10 years ago. It probably wasn't that long, but... Now, think about the game itself. It went from... All right, we're going to get a competitive game to... Damn, this is going to get ugly. Like, this is ugly. And then it came out like, you know what? Okay, we about to get a competitive game again. And then it was just like... Yes. Like, rookie mistakes. Mm. From both sides. From like, both I, sides. Like, I, I, now, Aaron's only pick of the game came from him throwing to somebody that didn't help. The rush were calling it loose until the very last first down. I think it was the last first down, Tampa Bay guy. They were calling it loose all day. So, all right, cool. Tom Brady's second half was very bad after the contract Joe Flacco-ish. It was kind of like that. Like, the shit that fans was killing Joe Flacco for, like, why would you call that? Why would you call, oh, this nigga just going to check it down? It was pretty much that. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, 
that's out of him. That's the goat that people think is the goat that wants to be the goat, but he's the phony goat. He's a scapegoat. That's what he is. So, <laughs> um, you tell your defense get get me the ball back. They do that three times, and you only get six points out of it. People are calling you the best thrower of the football. People are calling you this, you know, GOAT 12, part two. Well, you got to show up in the NFC Championship game. Because right now, you got the same record as Donovan and Nav in the NFC Championship. Mm. I ain't saying that's GOAT. That's all I'm saying. And you play a quarterback that threw three interceptions in the second half and lost that game. And you played a quarterback that threw three interceptions in the first half and lost that game against Seattle in the NFC Championship game. So, your defense get you turnovers. People were saying, oh, his defense gave up 40-something points. That's why he's always losing in the playoffs. Well, your defense gave you four and three three turnovers and you couldn't do anything with it. Green Bay couldn't do nothing. Green Bay's offense couldn't do nothing with him. Well, he's the captain of the offense. We want to give him praise and how beautiful the Hail Murray looks, you know, when he completes the pass. When you go to Devontae Adams like he's seven foot twelve in the back of the end zone, I gotta give you blame for that shit too. I'm sorry. So you putting most of the blame on Aaron Rodgers? I put a good sixty-five to seventy-five percent on him because you would have gave him seventy-five to eighty-five percent of the credit if he'd have won, if he'd have capitalized on it. So when you don't, that sword is swinging the other way. Right. Um, me personally, I never put um, quarterbacks on the pedestal as high as the media or certain people do because I believe, like I always believe, the quarterback may be the brain. But the line is the heart. Without the heart, ain't none of that shit even fucking matters. So yes, Aaron Rodgers didn't have a great game, but that offense line got their ass beat for most of that game too. So let's not forget that. They, oh, they, Tampa Bay defense came to play. Right. They 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 dismantled some of the drives for them turnovers to keep <laughs> that team in the game. That defense got a turnover in the beginning of the second half. To get feet higher than what it was. I mean, granted, the quarterback takes most of the blame. He missed a couple throws here and there, but when it came said and done, he wasn't the main factor of them losing that game. I believe that offensive line is the main factor. I mean, we can say that. That's fair. I mean, that's that's fair. That's if you want to look at it that way, I guess. But. To give credit to Tampa Bay, when Tom Brady was screwing up, like you said, that front, that defense made sure that they only scored six points. Vita Bay was pushing the pocket. He was on IR since week five, I think, or something like that. Exactly. And, and he was pushing I- and collapsing the pocket so Aaron couldn't step up. And Shaq had two sacks and um, hand, you know, handyman. Three fingers. You call them three fingers. They weren't like that. Three yeah. fingers. Fingers. Yeah, he came around the edge on what three sacks, maybe, maybe two. It's it's difficult to to try to not 
double team one of the edge when you got Sue pushing the line, Vita Vey pressing the line up the middle with some honest women. Just it's difficult when that front four is being physical as it is it wants to be, and you you down your all pro tackle. So that right there saying that, you know, that doesn't help with your standing in the pocket trying to make things happen when your double your receiver, number one receiver getting doubled at all costs at times. So do I put most of the blame on Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's a quarterback. This is a NFL-driven league where they allow the quarterback most of all, but I'm going to where the heart is at. I'm going with that offensive line. Offensive line blew a lot of drive. I know it's bad. I know it's good for TV and ratings to point blame at one person, but I hate that narrative. So going forward, I'm going to use that narrative. Green Bay didn't execute enough to win the game. Period. Mm -hmm. Offensive line didn't execute enough. Quarterback didn't execute enough. Wide receivers didn't execute enough. Devontae Adams, actually the best wide receiver in football this year. Dropped a touchdown. I ain't trying to hear nothing about always behind him. It's a back shoulder throw. Supposed to be behind. You feel me? Right. It hit both hands. Went through both hands. That's the perfect ball. He dropped a touchdown. Can't have that. His reaction on the ground lets you know in his mind, I can't have that. Mm -hmm. Alan Lazard um, didn't realize he forgot to play on the read option pass. He was wide open. He ain't looking for the ball. Incomplete. Aaron Rodgers, the play you mentioned when he threw it towards Devontae was Shaq. <laughs> Ellen Lazar was wide open. Mm-hmm. Literally wide open. But you missed. So it's like everybody gets to blame. And it's just an execute. Yeah. Um, fun to watch. I don't agree with that touchdown at the end. I mean, excuse me, not going for that touchdown at the end. I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with Aaron Rodgers deciding on second and third down not to escape. Yeah. Like, all right, second down, maybe he was scared because, like, Devin White was kind of, like, had his eyes on him. Like, all right, cool. Maybe I give you that one. Third down, you're beating J.P. Peters to that spot. Sue behind you, he's not catching. At worst, at worst, you get stopped inside the five. Right. Go for it and go. Go for goal. I think he needs to get to like the two. And you go Easy. for it from there. I think he scored, honestly, but it's at least. Like <laughs> that worst case scenario, you inside the two like like you there. But even still, even with him not taking that, I don't understand kicking the field goal. Like your defense. Not when you're down that close, because you you putting their back against the wall inside the ten, and you got four time offs basically because you have a two minute warning and you get three. Right, and it's like it's not like they've been shut down the whole second half. Sam Bay was moving the ball, just mistake stopping. And then um, Kevin King had a rough night, and the night was cost like. Put the cherry on top was him not trusting his speed and his ability and pulling the man's shirt. Like, 
Kansas City, and you're playing against the Chiefs, and they are at home. You're going into Kansas City. Already go in there with the mindset you're down 20. Do not sit there and think because you got a 9-0 lead that that's going to hold somehow. This nigga score points like the Warriors back with KD and Steph, though. Like, they score points too quick. Just be, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick a field goal. I'm gonna kick a field goal. I'm gonna kick a field goal. I'm gonna kick a No, they go points way too damn fast. But they weren't looking that way, though, Al. They was aggressive. Yeah, but they then they got six they points after the nine. Like, huh? It was like a 38 to six run that they went on. Yeah, but after the nine. When, when were they in position where it makes sense to go for the fourth down? I mean, if you're going to be... <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, yeah. But, it's like, you can't forget who you are. Everybody, like, everyone has that, that mindset that you mentioned. When you play in Kansas City, you got to think aggressive and... Gotta realize they can score at any point, so you gotta be sharp. But at the same time, just play your game, yo. Like, football gonna take care of itself. Don't don't abandon part. Like don't make it easy for me. And by you scoreboard watching <laughs> and not you know running the ball, you make it easy for them. You become one dimensional. It's easy then. Mm-hmm. But they wasn't running the ball against us. And it's huh? So they weren't running the ball against us. Their their offense against us looked horrible. We could score some more than three points. It's a different team in there on Sunday, right? Yeah, but that's that's all come down to execution. That's execution. Like stuff has to go right. Just because you know, both teams, you gotta execute on both sides of the ball, all three phases of the ball. If you ain't executing, it's over with. Right. Like they abandoned the run. And, All right, whatever. And people feel like for some reason that the, the the new narrative that you gotta beat or score with Patrick Mahomes, like you forgetting that defense ain't lights out, bruh. Like they playing that game, they playing physical, they jumping everything because you allowing them to do that. That's teams that's put them to the wire that's been abusing them on defense because they don't care who's on that defensive front or back step. But people forget that and worry about the offense. So much. You know what I didn't understand about uh, Buffalo or just any team in general when they play Kansas City, like the teams that don't have success against them. 
why aren't you forcing everything to be thrown underneath? And then just focusing on wrapping up and trashing. When they played the Ravens, they gave us everything underneath. We gonna zone up the intermediate, and we ain't, we ain't gonna get beat deep. That seems like the exact same formula as, as to hope to beat, you know, to compete with Kansas City. Yeah, but I mean that's what Josh Allen special though said. Like he said, um, Josh Allen taking ten to fifteen yard sacks didn't help. That's what Josh no, Allen special. Help. No, no, it ain't help. That's, that's that's how you always play the game, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a Josh Allen special. He's going to give you them. Especially under pressure. If you feel like you got to do more. Or he's going to take 10, 15 yards back. And fumble. Right. <laughs> that, that's, that, yeah, that ain't help. But that's that's the situation where, you know, quarterbacks trying to do too much to make a play instead of just taking what they give you and let that be it. Like, the first, what was it, the first drive? I'm going to say the first two drives, he used his legs. When none was there to get upfield, mm-hmm. I think one run was like 20, 30 yards. Like, let me get what I can get. Yeah. And then it's like, nah, let me, you know. Then he just start trying to force stuff. But I, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I feel like Miami, Miami had that mindset against Kansas City. Take everything way deep and intermediate. Give you whatever is underneath. And we're going to rally to the ball and tackle well. Um, the Raiders had that same mindset. And especially in the work for them, because they had a front four that can, you know, frustrate Mahomes. Tampa, I think they got the front four to, to frustrate them a lot. They go ahead and just zone that thing up underneath. Especially with Fisher out now. Oh my God, that's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, if it's a torn Achilles, you might not have Fisher for this, the rush, for the Super Bowl and most of next year. Yeah. It was just shocking to see that. Like, it was one play. Um, Buffalo was, like, in man coverage with a spy for Mahomes. I'm like, why the hell you in man in Tyreek? What do you think? Like, what you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. You, like, come on. Come on. Come on. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't that deep. It ain't that deep. I, I seem like, it seemed like coordinators get so in love and enamored with how great Mahomes is as far as throwing the ball and he can put the ball anywhere that they forget basic football at times. Like, all right, let's just <laughs> you hear me like we hear you. <laughs> let's just go out with the game plan <laughs> and stick to it. Right. Even when you hear Romo, you like, yo, you gotta trust the film work. You gotta trust the your instinct. Stay where you're supposed to stay at. Stop moving so much. You're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love it because you know, that's Pat, my guy. So, I ain't tripping. So I'm, I, I enjoy all the praise he's getting, but it's like, come on, yo. It's football. Compete. You know, Courtney is already scared as soon as you step on the field. Yeah, I mean, you got to trust what you did during the week. Like, you, you schemed for a whole week. You knew you was going to play them. You played Saturday. That's the first you played Saturday. So he already knew he was going to play or had a good chance of playing the Chiefs a whole extra day. So trust what you do defensively because you've worked on all week. I get what you're saying. But 
that tape of Mahomes is a whole lot different than the actual on field of Mahomes sometimes. I get that. That's what, you know, any game. I mean, it's kind of like what people... It's kind of like Serena Williams, but she said she don't watch tape anymore. Because the person that's on that tape is not playing <laughs> me. They're giving me the absolute best. So there's no need for me to watch tape anymore. And it's kind of like the person that I'm watching on tape with Pat Mahomes is going to be completely different than how he's going to play me. Because it's Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid... Kind of have a little different wrinkle, a little different hair, a little different flair there. That is, you trust you what you did during the week, but sometimes during the week what you did ain't ain't enough because you ain't really see that. Right. Hey, um, shout out to Ivan for posting the uh the top ten list. I don't know if y'all seen it during the week. Top ten like quarterbacks, running backs. Oh uh, yeah. 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 Rushers. Yeah. Steven, shout out to Ivan. Appreciate you for that. Um, I don't know where that I'm came from. Talk about that. Couple of those. That's you know, in play of the title, all time great. For me, it seems like foot, foot, All right, I could say current players I've watched. I can agree with being the all-time great in certain in every category but one. I can agree with Tom Brady being the GOAT, greatest quarterback. I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. He got the numbers and all that to back it up. <laughs> Literally. He, like, he passed everything. He got it. Um, I can even agree with people saying Jerry Rice is the great. Even in, in whoever might say Moss or T.O. I ain't got no beef with that. If you say Reggie White, the greatest, you know, GM, I got no beef with that. My beef is when we talking the greatest running backs of all time. (laughs) In my mind, all right, I'm not going to talk about Emma Smith thing. To me, the Emma Smith thing is just hate because he a cowboy. That's, 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 huh? I get it. I get how you could think that. Everybody hates the Cowboys. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get that hate, but to me, I've never seen this man. I was I was not allowed to see this man in his prime play football. But to this day, I don't believe there isn't a greater running back than Jim Brown. It ain't like to think to look at the numbers, to think of what he like the era he played in and the numbers. And to realize he stopped playing in the at the height of his career. And that's a lot of not a lot. There's a couple of players that did that though. Did they get twelve thousand yards <laughs> in the season? Over hundred touchdowns. And the MVP and a ring and rookie of the year. Like did they do that? Bernie Sanders got a lot of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He got a lot of that. Oh, and retire early. And we're playing in Detroit where you ain't going to ever get a run. Nah, 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 nah. Bernie retired after like 10 years. More than 10 Bernie, years. No, it was Bernie 10. Had it was Bernie 10. had to scramble like 20 yards in the backfield before he even gained five. I ain't trying to hear none of that. That's some BS too. Right. He ain't no line. That's, what the fuck that's you talking about? 
Yeah, yeah shut it up before you even get to the line. That don't make you the greatest running back of all time. The highlight tape tell you that's BS. How many of them highlights you see him going through the line and shaking somebody? It's very few. I see a bunch of them where he was getting hit at the line or behind it. And and they be lost. And they 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 five six yard loss that look good. Like come on. Nah. Like he had a he had a Pro Bowl left tackle for like the first three four years of his career. I've never seen. I've never seen with my eyes, not tape, not film. With my eyes, I've never seen a better running back than Bryce Young. I've never seen it. Nah, I've never seen it. With my eyes, he, with my eyes, he probably the shiftiest, but he wouldn't be my, he wouldn't be the best that I've seen with my eyes. But period, like period, I don't think no. Like you know, the ball is going to him. It was him and Herman Moore. That's it. Him and Herman Moore. That's all you got on offense. You know the ball is going to him predominantly most of the time, and he's still MVP, two thousand yards. All right, whatever. Another one that I grew up with because he's my father's favorite running back is OJ Simpson doing two thousand yards in fourteen games. That's beautiful. That's amazing. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's that's wonderful. Roland, I'm not I'm not saying the importance of the highlight tape. I'm just letting you know, Barry Sanders, if you watch games, he was getting through the line and making people miss. His highlight tape will show you getting through the line and make people miss. Everybody ain't got time to be like me and to watch a game from nineteen ninety one. Detroit versus Philly. Everybody got no time to do that and be like, oh, damn. He actually was getting through the hole. Like, come on. But we going we to go with, with the narrative. Not in, okay, yeah, that's, okay, now that's the real, that's the real image. The image Smith page is this. They say Emmitt is needed, was, was average because, well, Emmitt is a product of his line. Number one, everybody that plays football is a product of their line. Period. Okay, the line ain't the line ain't right. You ain't right. That's number one. Number two, when people use that term, it's because they choose Barry over Emmett. That's fine. You ain't got to downplay one just to big up the other one. I mean, I choose Barry over Emmett. For me, Emmett's greatness was his toughness. Like then he break the shoulder and continue to play and play like. Through ailments and injuries, and be the bell cow, because the Cowboys were winning most of the time, which is amazing to me with Michael Irvin's numbers. The Cowboys were winning, and Irvin was still putting them numbers. They ain't like they throwing all, all the time. <laughs> so Emmett was that bell cow bat that was just tough to me. So I don't, yeah. I don't not Emmett at all. I just think Bird was better. <laughs> yes, and that, that's fine. That's that's perfectly fine. But to say for people to say Emmett was was slightly above average, like oh come on, what? <laughs> wow, that's a little bit too far. Yeah, that's a lot of it too far. Slightly yes. above average. Once so that's disrespectful. That average, like, that's disrespectful to every running back that ever played with running backs. Once you pass a lot of scrimmage, you still got to put in work. So all that shit is just hate that they got to say. Easy. No, if you got the most. He got the most yards as a running back, and I believe top five in touchdowns. 
So I think it's disrespectful to every single running back that ever played. The man got <laughs> over 18,000 yards and I think over 120 rushing touchdowns. Yeah, it's, it's something crazy. Like, he's insane. Niggas ain't had that, that, that front line for all his career either. So, for but, everybody who can say that, they can, they can kill that narrative too. I think and people that, like to... And that's what... He got that over how long was it? We played. We came in ninety. We retired. Was it oh four, oh five, something around there? Nah, I think it was like early two thousand, even earlier than that. So yeah, most rushing touchdowns and the most rushing yards. The Danian Tomlinson, who was a touchdown machine, is twenty behind Emmett. Yes. No. Above at no. <laughs> I can't be slightly above average for him. <laughs> let me see. Let me see. What is? Yeah, oh four. So yeah, ninety to oh four. So what the? All right. So look. So look. So fourteen look. years. He played fourteen years. They got eighteen thousand yards. Over eighteen thousand yards. And a hundred and sixty. Damn. hundred and sixty-four rushing touchdowns. That's what he got. All right. Jim Brown played eight seasons. Eight. And got 12,000 yards and 106 rushing touchdowns. So if he plays, if he plays six more years to play that the same amount as Emmitt, that's 200. That's 20. That's at least 20. That's right. Right. <laughs> To me, to me, there's no, like, yeah, ain't nobody, nobody touching Jeff Brown. I mean, I get it. Eight years, and... That's insane. He's, he's great, but I, I, I need some more context than that. That's like Bill Russell having 11 rings. I need more context than that. Two million. I just need more context. Like, what? Like what? I'm, that's why we asked him. Like, who are you doing this against? Like, are you, like, dwarfing physically? The guys that you're running against, like I just need more context. It was some grown man playing where there wasn't no fucking rules. They had a contest, and he was running through them. <laughs> I'm not mistaken. Cause I mean, I see highlights of Earl Campbell running through people. I don't think Earl Campbell played that long in the league. So what? What? What are we? What are we? Like, what's the? What is your competition, basically? I'm not mistaken. He played in an era in the 50s where 57 was his rookie year. Where um, throwing the football was very few and far between. Teams were focused on having two backs and, you know, making it work that way. So they knew you was going to run that rock. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do a damn thing about stopping you. Like, right, again. Jim Brown is a all-around athlete. Jim Brown, if I'm not mistaken, played lacrosse, too. He's an all-around big physical athlete. Who were you playing against? That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's not great. But I don't know anything else around the fact that Jim Brown was great. So, all right. So That's all I'm saying. So, all right. So, what you're saying is, all right. 
You killing you killing with who you are. <laughs> you killing your your uh, argument in another sport. Because this and that with that mindset, you're looking at evolution. And looking at today like Barry played against the greatest middle linebacker of all time, Ray Lewis. He played against Reggie White, the greatest pass rusher of all DN. Played against Drew Smith. He played, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, I know who he's played against. I right. know these guys. These guys are names. If you mention like a Junior Seau or, you right. know, I know these guys. I just don't know. I don't have any context to Jim Brown, which is why I can't physically say that Jim Brown is the greatest to me because I don't know the context around it. Right. Okay. But okay. Okay. All right. Right, better word. Said, what's it? Emmett was a great running back with a better line than everybody else. All right, this line everybody praises. The NFL praises one of the greatest lines in football, right? Mm-hmm. Why isn't that line in the Hall of Fame? Why? Larry Allen is the only one, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And by the time Larry Allen came in the league, Emmitt already had a ring. It was arguably the top back in the league. Mm-hmm. Between him, Barry Sanders, and Thurman Thomas. Mm-hmm. So, why why the rest of them are in it? Why, why isn't uh, Mike Sipniewski? In the Hall of Fame. Eric Williams. What's his boy? Nate Tuanay. Whatever his name is. Tuanay. Whatever. I forgot what Tuanay's first name was. Mark. I think it's Mark Tuanay. Yeah, Mark or Mike. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, why they ain't in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. If I, you get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but we, we, we promote this line. Like, if I look at the Steelers in the 70s, mm-hmm. how great they were. Terry Bradshaw Hall of Famer. Frank Harrison Hall of Famer. Lynn. Allworth, um, go to that Mike defense. That's, you talk, we talk about that steel curtain defense. Damn it, all of them in there. If 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 you if a unit is that great, shouldn't the whole unit go in? Like the steel curtain. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. why isn't that Garrison line in? It only fits the narrative for their argument. Because <laughs> when that quarterback is balling, the offensive line don't get mentioned. But when they got time to sit back there and deal, that shit ain't really factored in why they winning. But when they get their asses with, that's the first reason they go to. They don't go to you on the quarterback instead of just check down, move the ball, different play was called. Nah, they went to that offensive line. It only fits the narrative they want to base that argument to that person who they likes the most. That's all it is. Wow. Great running backs that had great offensive lines or great fullbacks in front of them blocking for them, and they ain't got the numbers that Emmett's got. So it's it's cool. If that's not your. If you don't feel like that's one of your best players because of like her, like outside contacts or you believe you have the offensive line in front of you, you need to have that same energy when it comes to other players. Because mm. we can go along the line of. Of, great, of, of of Barry Sanders in his career. Are you the fan of 
face of the you face of the NFL, but why do you couldn't be so great as everybody puts you to help you get your team further along? Oh, with your offensive line. Well, that's that's why you lost. But you the great, you the best running back in the league at the time. <coughs> right. But Thomas, why you can't? Why wasn't you so great enough to help your team win a Super Bowl? Oh, was your offensive line with your defense? Only fits the narrative when you want to, you know, win your argument or you want to just shut it off instead of looking the whole picture. All right, Roland said Jim Brown was 16-32. What was the NFL back back then? So I, I pull up Paul, uh, how do you pronounce his name, Horning, Paul mm-hmm. Horning, Hall of Fame, running back, and kicking <laughs> for mm-hmm. Green Bay. 16 16- Two fifteen. Still a big bat. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So. But again, so, like that's another argument when it comes to ever, um, evolution. People want to say, right? You know, these guys. This it don't matter because if if y'all was from this timeline going back then. Y'all would be the same fucking side. This is how people was grown the fuck up. And how- right, I understand that. And that's why I was saying that. Right. It's not necessarily his pause, his size. It's... He was an athlete. Like... Yeah, right. He's an athlete. How many athletic players was in the NFL that could match his athleticism? Like, what was scoring 100 points? I don't know who the hell was on the team that he scored 100 points against. I have no idea. I mean, it's a great feat that he scored 100, just like it's a great feat that Jim Brown has 106 touchdowns in eight years. But I can't say that's that that's great. the greatest scoring. I mean, I know who, you know, might drop 63 again. I know who Kobe dropped 81 again. I know who these guys are. I don't know who these guys are that, that will go to 100 on them. I, I need context on them. Okay. I get you that. And to me, like Jim Brown, you can put him in any era, he would still be Jim Brown. Yeah. Period. I don't care. I don't care if he, if if Jack Ham is six one two twenty five trying to stop him, or if it's Ray Lewis that's six feet two what two thirty, Jim Brown was still gonna be Jim Brown. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, Jim Brown like, himself. Like I said, was an athlete. It's not a knock on Jim at all. I'm not taking Jim down at all. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but for context and evolution, ten years from now, someone look at, or even, or even right now. Matter of fact, right now, it's a um, I forgot where I, like what the page was on Instagram, but it had top ten point guards. NBA history, right? Mm-hmm. And I think each day or each few days it took, they crossed somebody out. Ask me who was the only point guard left standing. Probably the best Steph. point guard in the history of, of basketball. Was it Steph? Steph Curry. All right. Again, people don't, and that kind of goes to my point, people don't know I don't know who voted for it or whatever, but obviously, anybody who knows me knows I vehemently disagree with that. But they don't. I can't knock you if you don't know who Magic plays against. But but <laughs> but even even somebody like Magic, he was a product of size and competition. 
Russ who wouldn't dominate in any era. Not at no, not at all. Not, come on, Roland, stop it, stop it. I'm the one who said Kareem would have problems with Shaq. I'm that guy. Physically, <laughs> I'm the yeah. Guy who says Wilt will get abused by Shaq? If Physically, you said Shaq yeah. to any era, all right, that's me. That's me. Mike in any era, that's me. LeBron in every era, that's me. Kobe in every era, that's me. Magic in every era, I don't know about that. I, I do. I don't know about that. I do. I don't know if I don't. I don't know. He was he was he was a set shooter who needed three and a half minutes. That's what I'm about to say. The only shot. difference <laughs> is he's not a shooter, like, but he could score. He to his shot in three and a half minutes. Like oh right, he he still put up fifteen assists a night. But he oh could score though. Word. Like when they yeah, asked him to score once Kareem retired, he was right. scoring twenty points a game. I wish the fuck you would put on 2K and bet some money with Magic trying to see the jump. You gonna quit? Like, if I get that team now, can I redo another team? Shit. I think, he, I think he had a hard, he'll have a hard time staying in front of guards right now. Right now, people have a hard time staying in front of guards right now. Like, that's... He'll have a hard <laughs> Like, that's time. not a... That's not a knock. People nowadays have a hard time staying in front of guards. And even the way the game is played, you would have a hard time scoring. Think about the game is played now. I still believe people. And this this is what I miss about point guards and in today's game. Point guards who could score from like the eighties and nineties will put you on a hip and score that way. And I still believe you give Magic the ball and say go score. He's putting little Steph Curry on his hip. Steph Curry ain't doing nothing with six eight. Kyrie not doing nothing with 6'8". <laughs> so he's still right, going to score. Now, now watch this. Now watch this. Watch this, Al. You name, you name two uh, ball-dominant players who need their shots for offense. You know what the coach would do with 6'9 Magic who won the post-up? They will take the small forward <laughs> that is 6'9". 230 pounds and run like a gazelle and defend Magic 90 feet. Frying Draymond. Frying him. I wish the <laughs> f- you would be disrespectful put Draymond wait, on Magic. Wait, wait. No, no, you put <laughs> Draymond. I said a 6'9 player. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's more people that his size with more athleticism right now for a guy that that, that, that you just said out your own mouth will put you on the smaller guys on his hip who lived in the mid-range, you know, very, But he can very, still very move. Like, don't three. forget that Magic can move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah, much no, like... No, no, no. No, he was... No, he can move. I get that. But his style of play in today's game, I'm saying he would struggle offensively. He was still average. He still put up a whole bunch of assists. Easy. But scoring the ball? He didn't get them triple-doubles. Oh, y'all call, y'all call him um, Jason Kidd triple-doubles. You know how they try to knock it with Jason Kidd triple doubles? Like 10 and 12 points? Yeah, get them. That's what, that's what it would be just because the way basketball is played now. And uh, athleticism, I don't think he would be as athletic for the, the game right now. And I don't think many people of the 80s would be. Right. But he was still athletic enough. Like, I'm trying to think of somebody who's not like Steph Curry is not athletic. 
honestly. Like, he's not what you would call an athlete, like a superior athlete. His lack of athleticism is actually what makes him great because he can get his shot off anyway. He don't need that much space to do it. He's not going to dunk on you. He's not going to drive on you. I know. You know why you said that and you don't see it? It's because he's in an era with a a bunch of uber athletes. That's why. But you don't realize Steph Curry can win there. (laughs) He can, but he ain't. He, what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. He ain't what? He's not, he not a Prius athlete. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's in an era with a whole bunch of them. That's what, that's my point. But, but even with all of that, he dominates those guys because the way the game is played now, you can't stop him. Right. That's why I say he can get a shot off anywhere. Like, right. That's, all, all I'm saying is magic with struggle. And like, he can like move. Roland, Roland, I, I, only reason I bring it up, I know Roland is hinting at that Jim Brown was too was bigger than everybody in his era, Call, basically calling him the Derrick Henry of today. <laughs> you know how he used with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry played in the early two thousand. He used to be just another back. I agree with you, Brian. No, no. And look, it goes back to the narrative that people forget. They bring it up when they only view a, a running back that they don't fuck with. But the Derrick Henry, his line ain't blocking. You see what happens to him. You see what happened to Todd Gurley when he first came to the league. When, you, when your line ain't blocking, when you start to, you got that long stride as a running back, your ass gonna get clipped. That's it. Wait a minute, Glenn. I think Magic can score in today's game as well. You said like a Ben Simmons kind type, right? Ben came in with the hype of being the next LeBron. And they live up to it. When people talk about the best, like, put it this way, Ben Ben's name was in trade talks for James Harden. Mm-hmm. So, and that's simply because he can't shoot the three. Well, he refused to shoot it. So you mean to tell me somebody like Magic style of play would be Ben Simmons? Is that still Magic? Hell no. That's my point. But you're taking that 80s game where the three wasn't even, like, I think he got to the league two years after the three-point shot was invented. Like, it wasn't, it was a novelty shot. Wait, wait, wait. Even with that, they were still scoring over 100 points a night. I mean, it's showtime. Right. Take it up and down. (laughs) They still scored 100 points a night. That's what I'm saying. He was still scoring. It ain't like he got to shoot the three. Like, Ben Simmons. Has Joel Embiid in the lane, or Joel Embiid wants to shoot the three. But Ben Simmons is not. Actually, let me take that back because I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch enough Ben Simmons to say that he's not going to be as aggressive as Magic was on the break. I don't know enough. I can't say that. Right. Well, and watch this. Now, remember what I said about Jim Brown two minutes ago? This rolling. Jim Brown was just as big as many offensive linemen of his day. Mike West is considered the greatest, and he was 255. Jim was nice, but he's not ever proof. He's like Yo from Tennessee, who looks good with small linebackers. Small... What did I tell you? <laughs> I told you he was going to do this. I, I told you. <laughs> mm. I knew it. I knew that's where he was going with it. So, so who does Roland consider as uh... like any ever back? 
Yeah, any era back or a great one back period? It's a good question. I know you heard it, bro. Because to, to me, that I think everybody on that top ten could play in every in any era and still be great. I mean, I think any great running back with a great line would be great, like because your vision translates, your athleticism kind of translates. I mean, maybe you're not as fast as the players are now. So, well, let's go out the great line. Who's great running back? Take the great line out because you got an athletic line. Right, cause cause from from the record books, only one running back had a great line. That's why he got eighteen thousand yards. <laughs> no, I mean I want to say he was going to no great offensive line in the in, in, in uh, Dallas or uh, the start of uh, Arizona career. <laughs> Glenn said AP, Adrian Peterson. I'm an AP fan, most of anybody, but I'm not saying he can't play in all the eras. But I'm saying I'm not saying I will put him in my top five running backs. I'm an AP fan. I think he should be considered top five. He possibly could be considered top five. That's, that's what I'm saying. He can be considered, but he's not. He's not going to be in my top five. Okay. My, he, he still ain't cracked mine. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, but he's I just think you can make a case for AP coming out of Oklahoma, but he was a top five. He, he was top ten. He was top ten for sure. Like he was on the list for top ten. I ain't, I ain't, he might have been the best running back I've seen in. College, by far. Hell no. Mm. Hell no. That I've seen. But I mean, that's, that's I mean, I've seen Reggie. Let's start from like the Reggie Bush and then to now era. I think AP was the best that I've seen in college. Mm. That's because you started watching college football league. Right. That's what I said. I said from <laughs> Reggie Bush to now. <laughs> Because if you watch what LT was doing, yeah, I watch LT. LT, Ricky I probably watched a game of LT. Like, I watched a game of Vic, but I didn't really. Jesus. I watched more college tape of Michael Vic than, I mean, of Marcus Vic than Michael Vic. Gotcha. <laughs> Roger Craig. Glenn, are you saying? Ah, that's what's up, Say, Say, who's your top five? Glenn, who's your top five? Rolling, who was your top five running backs? I want that nigga first running back. Yeah, yeah, who was your top, yeah. Let that yeah, fuck all that. Who, who was your back, your any era back? Well, hmm. as, you, as you put it, uh. With an average line, not no fucking. Ever proof, who was your ever proof back? Hmm. I think the easy answer would be Barry, though. His ability to make people miss was Gail Sayers, like. Walter Payton, like, you know what I mean? Billy. Even Walter Payton had a great line, but you don't hear it. Ooh. You don't hear it mentioned like uh, like like Emmett. It's funny, like, no, nobody's line getting mentioned unless your name is Emmett Smith. <laughs> nope. Nobody. Not even, no, not even Tony Dorsett. Hmm. Like, they was getting Super Bowls in that era. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Who's your uh? Who's your your five running back? 
no particular order besides the first one. I would say Barry. Um, that I've seen. Barry, Emmett. I've seen late Marcus Allen, so I'll count him for my top five. Um, Marshall. AP, since you can't. Yeah, right? probably AP. Yeah. I would decide between AP and, and Battis, but I'll go AP. Glenn got uh, Jim Brown, Barry, AP, Walter Payton, and uh, LT. Mm. You said it gets hot. Pause. I ain't gonna read that out loud. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> It gets difficult after three running backs. I got you. Understand. <laughs> Understand, Glenn. <laughs> it gets difficult for me after one because I'm like, I don't want to slight anybody, but Barry was just that for me. Barry got me into football. Bo Sanders got me into watching football on a Sunday, like a Sunday occurrence. Mm. You go to that category next. Um, you know, you still thinking? Oh uh, no, nah, I'm gonna I'm think on mine because mine's. I gotta take some people off the list because I gotta look at the um, the longevity of the coaching, running game because everybody want to say offensive line and shit. I'm not gonna do that. Nah. I know when LT. The reason why I want to put LT in my top five is they use him to do everything. Like LT was actually throwing touchdown passes too. Like, I don't know if it was Marty, if it was Cam Cameron. I can't remember who that offensive coordinator was, but they had that man do everything. Like, you got Drew Brees right there as your quarterback, and you still got LT throwing touchdown passes. Right. Roland said, AP is error-proof. Speed and power to dominate in any era. You put Brandon Jacobs in Jim Brown era. Against all those undersized tackles, he'll look. They'll look like Earl Thomas. <laughs> wow, crazy. My favorite. Only reason I'm a I'm a uh, disagree, even though, like I said before, AP is not ever proof because the nigga is injury prone. So oh, that's another thing, Al. Did so you in those eight seasons? Jim Brown never missed a game. Hmm. So if if AP was getting his ass, you know, somewhat tagged in this era, the fuck you think that he's gonna get do in in the back era? With clothesline and all that extra stuff right. illegal. Nah. <laughs> probably he probably would never would have made it out of Syracuse. So that's that's why I don't believe he's Arab. Can he all the air? Yeah. That's not a foolproof that I think that nigga can survive. Mm. John might be the only one with that one, though. That's right. I'm, a, I'm an AP fan. Yeah, you're the only one with that. And, and I'm, I'm probably the least AP fan out of the three of us. You're <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not going to sit there and not, not look at his whole career and be like, nah, nigga, you been getting tagged a lot and ACL injuries and ankle injuries and shit like that. Like, nah. Yeah, I mean, Glenn got a point. He did come back, and each time he came back, he was dominant. 
Yeah. Like even even right now, you watch AP. Like just look at a couple AP runs in Detroit from this year, and you like, it's unreal. Like, dang boy, you supposed to be done. Like, I used to call him Wolverine. Plus, right. he came back off of that. What was that? A kill? No, it wasn't a kill. ACL. ACL and won uh, MVP. Yeah. That, that nigga Wolverine. But there ain't no way in but, hell you supposed yeah. to get better off of ACL that quick. <laughs> Came back with ACL in college In my mind, the wrong Woodson that you know. In my mind. <laughs> in my mind, it should have been Charles. Should have been Charles. That's one and two for me. I'm I'm one of them rare ones though. I ain't gonna lie, I'm one of them rare ones that that look at Dion like, alright, fam. Alright, I'm just saying, like, you was I get it, but Charles? Alright, Prime. Alright. You know what? I'm just saying, Charles is not in on prime hills. You know, Roland from uh, FSU, he ain't hearing none of that shit. Oh, of course not. Of course not. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I would put Charles over Rod Wilson. You, you, got, you got it up in front of you now? No, I haven't, I haven't found it yet. Oh. I mean, if we're doing five, my five you know, was then that I've seen. I, I can't, I can't. Rock with a Mike, Mike Hayes if I haven't seen him. Sorry. My five is Dion, Charles, give me Champ right there at three. Four, I'll go with Daryl Green. Five, I'll go Reba. I ain't, I ain't hear the rest. I heard Earl Green and Reba. Who's the, uh, the other one I missed? So, Dion, Charles, Champ, Daryl Green, and Reba. That's four. Yeah. Dion, Charles, Champ, Staley. Oh, okay, that's uh, four. Daryl yeah. Green, and Reba. I ain't agree with that. That Champ? Not over Reba, hell no. I don't agree with that. Yeah, Reeves is too 
low champ. Yeah. Yeah. I, I ain't agree with that. Champ was good. Champ was real good. He 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 deserved to be mentioned and and, and all of that. Great. I don't know about over the island though. Yo, and I'm the least favorite Reeves player because I remember Reeves before Rex Ryan. Niggas go ahead and say that and all they want. <laughs> talking, they want something. Uh, Reeves Island before Rex got there. <laughs> so they can say all that shit they want, but I respect Reeves' game because he never panicked. Mm. Technique and the sideline do a lot of the work for him. A lot of make shit easy. It's like same thing with Sherman. He trusts his technique, especially his front four, to help the game. Which a lot of corners with King could have benefited from yesterday. But Actually, had, you know what? I'm a Sherman never over. Had great technique. That's the difference. Exactly. Never had great technique. That's Even why when he pretty, scouted him coming out. But he been in the game too long to not to have it. You're supposed to work to be great in this game. Even though you probably won't be legendary, you still got to develop some type of um, tools to your awesome. Do the film work. So, I respect, I would probably say I would, I would put Champ above Revis, but it ain't, it ain't by much. It ain't no real disrespect like Revis shouldn't be on the list. When said Dion Revis, Night Train, Champ, and Rod. Understand with that Night Train. <laughs> Lord knows. I understand with Night Train Lane. He was getting busy. If I'm going to be honest with you, I always view Rod as a safety because that's pretty much. I mean, I remember him with Connell Lake in Pittsburgh. But by the time I actually really started watching him, he kind of transitioned to safety in my mind. <laughs> you holla, Dion, 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 Dion. <laughs> nah. Dion was yeah. in Crucial, right? Niggas <laughs> not saying that. We also got respect for the rest of the game. Yeah. You know, put niggas putting in work in the, in the, in the league. Yeah. Dion was nice. I feel like, hold up, what you, oh yeah, okay, Sharon, come up, come through with the running back list. Jim Brown, LT, Barry, Emmett, and CD. Mm. Yo, that's another one. That's, to me, is error proof. Eric Dickinson today, be a monster. He won 90s, be riding. Be a monster. And that's, like, that was another. Hold up, well, we got to. I wonder what Roland think about Eric Dickinson. He'll say it. Because he was, he was a big bat. Yeah. He was, six, wasn't he 6'3", six, 6'4"? Six, uh, Eric Dickinson was like 6'3", 220, and ran like he was dead. Damn. He was like 6'3". Yeah, six three two twenty. Damn. Damn, look at it right on the nose. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a big bat. Error proof. Damn. 
So, what else we had in the news this week? Um, seen the all-time great. We lost one. And uh, Hank Aaron, Mr. Henry Aaron, all-time leader. Well, second. Many, many call him. Many, well, with the legal scandal and everything. Um, many still call him the greatest. Home run hitter ever. Second. I'm just saying, you know, since Bonds played in the era, so he ain't take nothing but. Hey, you was taking something. They ain't <laughs> never catching one nothing, but everybody know Bird did something. <laughs> if he if he would have just been like, nah, I ain't take nothing, but now nah, he started getting arrogant, like man, fuck you. That nigga fucked up, like. Ooh, Nambi was a beast for a little bit. For a stretch. And for a little bit. Philly kind of just fucked everything. Nambi went into a different system. Yeah, he went to a different yeah. system. Can't play a different kind of coverage. Right, and it wasn't working out too well. But, you know, he transitioned well to acting. Yes, he did. I didn't even I watch that movie yet. Sylvie's Love, I'm going to check that out probably tomorrow. I'm going to check that out, but... I ain't watched that one, but I watched the one with uh, the homie went in jail. He played a little Jamaican dude. Yeah. Um, Heights. Crown Heights? He was in Crown Heights? Yeah, he was in Crown Heights. What? Let me check that out, too. Crime, Night Train. All right, is it fair to say Dion is the greatest corner ever? But Charles Wilson is the greatest DB ever? Second. So who? Hey. Ed? Yep. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> I'm just asking. Second. Right. I'm just asking. I, I, you know, but. It's tough, yo. Ed only played, you know, one position. He was the best at that one position, though. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn said, no, that's not. <laughs> Dion the GOAT. Okay. I understand. Two people, you can't mess with Dion. Well, black people kill you messing with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a cultural yeah. icon. That's my guy. I rock with Dion. Heck yeah. He backed it up. But the third. Oh. Um, I seen something. I seen something, uh. It said if Tom Brady gets the seventh ring, forget being the greatest. He'll, he'll move into the greatest at most. Was it decorated athlete? Well, how about how was the word? He'd be the greatest athlete. He'd be in that conversation of all time. I mean, you can kind of put him there now, but it's tough comparing. Tom Brady, like, we say Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback ever. But it's kind of hard to compare Tom Brady to someone else at a different position, even in his own sport. People have that argument all day about Mike and and LeBron. Ain't no argument about who's the greatest hockey player. So it's kind of hard for me to put that with Tom Brady as the greatest athlete 
and you're only doing, not saying you're only doing one thing, but you're only playing one side of the field. Like, like I say, he was the greatest runner. He was the greatest quarterback after the um, the Seattle Super Bowl. But had he got off the field, and that Malcolm Butler pick did not happen, he still sucked at three rings after that game. Nothing else changed besides Malcolm Butler getting that pick, and that kind of makes him the greatest. But Wayne Gretzky playing offensive defense and dominating a whole sport and carrying a whole country on his back, like. You kind of got to put Wayne Gretzky there because there's no argument at all about what he can and can't do. So it's, it's difficult when you get there. And then you, how do you compare that to somebody like Ali or Serena or Tiger who's doing it by themselves? Right. I don't think it's fair. <laughs> any legend that's playing soccer. Right. I don't think it's fair to put uh, uh, someone as the greatest athlete that plays a team sport. Because it's because you're slighting everybody else. Like I feel like that title should go to someone who you know is in an individual sport that is that relies solely on them. Like I I I wonder was that term even popular before Ali? What the goal? You know what I mean? I wonder if that you know. The greatest all, of all time term is popular then, well before then. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, him and him and Kareem was kind of the first two people, you know, that of the legends that I've you know studied before me that I've heard use that term. Ali right. was talking about himself, and Kareem was actually talking about goats, as in Earl Mandeville. <laughs> mm, I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Who's the greatest goat?" Goat. Guessing they got a ton of. Ton I don't know if I put Steffi yeah. over over Serena now. I'm sorry. That's what about <laughs> like what about Phelps? Well, Mike. Yeah. Phelps. Phelps, Phelps did it solo and a team. Phelps. Like yeah. He only did. I'm about to say he only played once. He only did it one season. But Tom only really did it a season too. Like he only a summer like, athlete. But. Damn. <laughs> When it come round, uh, you know we win. Everybody else, everybody else, everybody else playing for second place or exercising. Yeah. Right. Oh, Phelps in this. That's what you saying, Bolt. Like, like a celebrating, like ten <laughs> meters left. Like, yo, chill. No single f- play, no single football player can have enough effect on the game to be the greatest. I agree. I'm not gonna agree with that. Like I said, you you can't play both sides. And John said uh, the line is the heart of the team. I agree. I like what he did there, though. He said football player. So, so when are you saying it's possible to do that in basketball? For for the for a basketball player to be considered a goat? Used to be. 
I think it's easier to, to be on that that wavelength. What you because mean it used to be, John? Well, like you said, like the whole narrative about, you know, how a player probably couldn't play the best game, but back in the day, niggas could score 100 or average 50 and 60 a game and don't matter who the fuck else in there. Yeah, you could be because when the ball comes, you every damn possession. Ain't nobody else but you. So you mm. it's sport. But right now in these days, it's more aspects of the game. I mean, you can dominate the game, but it still revolves around your teammates. Yes, exactly. by yourself. Hey, Glenn, would you say Michael Jordan is the goat? <laughs> Swally accepted. Cause he's talking both sides. Both it's sides of the accepted. game. Huh? I said that's a wildly accepted answer. Unreal. I would say Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James. I would give him that. <laughs> I pick Michael. I pick Michael over everybody. You can always argue Jordan is the GOAT. Yep. Still waiting for this blasphemy to be talked about. Well, in story only. <laughs> the proof is, what you mean? What you mean in story only? It's, it's there. Look at the game. You can't point out a weakness in Michael Jordan's game on either side of the ball. And he won damn it every award <laughs> on both sides of the ball. And to this day, I don't think nobody had a better. One of them years, he ain't never like he ain't win a ring or win anything. I don't think nobody had a better statistical season. The year he won, it was the MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Eighty four. Huh. Eighty four. No, he came to the league eighty four. I mean, sorry, eighty eight. My bad. But I mean, eighty eight. He averaged like damn. Yeah, eighty eight. Shot like fifty percent from both. I mean, I would. I'm per. I'm, I'm biased, but I would put Hakeem's season of offensive player of the year. I mean, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, MVP, Finals MVP, champion over '88. But that's that's just me. Well, yeah, because Mike retired. We don't think that stuff would have happened. So you think you think him and Bill Cartwright, him and Luke Longley would have been able to stop the dream? Come on now, come on now. I'm nah, on with it. I'm on with it. Are <laughs> <laughs> you crazy? I'm on no, with it. <laughs> that have been, been the only series Mike would win seven games with, I tell you that. Yeah, let it go seven. Let it go seven. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who's going to win, but that will win seven. Because Kenny, sure. damn sure. I watched the 95 finals, and I, I always wonder why Kenny ain't never really say nothing about the 95 finals like that. You know, he won a ring. That's the second time winning a ring. Because it couldn't stick with, um, with Penny. Penny was fucking them up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the couple. Penny was frying both of their guards. Like, Listen, God damn. They understood. <laughs> they un- you listen to the Luis and folks tell you, they understand, hey, when we stole game one, we knew. Brick Anderson gave boys, up game one. <laughs> young boys was demoralized. <laughs> and we just got to hop on them. Right. And the coach was stupid. You and the coach was stupid. Uh, I've watched the 
plenty with Swan, both of their guns. Him and Dressel, like, God damn, ain't none of y'all singing with him. Nah, he Another all-time great. Uh, when people mention, I wish I wish a couple. I think we got a couple boxing fans on here. Hold on, Ali have a little chance. Go to jail, lose the belt, get out of jail. Just about that. Beat him. Three years of his prime, gone. Huh? I said three years of his prime, gone. Cause you wouldn't go to yeah. Vietnam. Like you said, they box had to do something no man was big and bold enough to do. Take my belt from me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's impressive. Um, you know, when when I think of like my favorite boxers ever, and I well when I hear people uh, a lot of boxing fans talk about their favorite boxers ever. Okay, no, let's do this. John, who's your favorite boxers ever? Give me five. I think we're a big boxing fan. Give me your five. Al, you don't watch it too tough, so I don't think you got five. But do you? I have a five. Let me try to keep it consistent. Now? You said five like, favorite period. of your all favorite time. Five. Your favorite five. Hmm. No particular order. Damn, what's that? Want me to try to keep it consistent? Who you consider, you know, top Ali, Sugar Ray. Which one? Leonard? Uh, Leonard, yeah. My five. Again, my five. Ali, Sugar Ray, Leonard, Riddick, Evander, and now, uh, Whitaker. My car nigga for Van Wick Speed. I like that. Stories and legends matter. I like that, Greg. I think Reddick won't be on most people five, but I like knockout artists and Reddick Bowl was just knocking everybody out but didn't get to the Tyson folklore. Uh I know order Floyd Lennox. in the group and I want y'all to uh, see how many times this man's name get pulled get, get mentioned for me he's he's in my top five 
and like my early one of my favorite boxing experiences um name is name is Julio Cesar Chavez mm. one of my early boxing memories as a kid was the time Chavez fought Whitaker and then every family member came over to watch this fight the fight was great Whitaker's in my top five I thought he won it was called a draw what I didn't realize until like maybe two days ago up until that draw Julio Cesar Chavez was 89 and 0 Girl, you just go ahead and get that man a 90, yo. I, I'd be pissed as hell I went 89 and no, you give me a one at that bitch. <laughs> no, I think he finished his career like 106 and maybe two in a couple draws. I think the two losses to Oscar. But I went 89 straight, yo. You put an 89 0 and one at the end of my. I mean, yeah, one at the end of my shit. Yeah, I'd have been like, he beat Joe Louis in that shit. like. <laughs> You don't hear that name often, like, mentioned as, like, unless, well, if you were Spanish, if you were Mexican, yeah. you don't go ahead and Chavez name mentioned. But it's like, traditional boxing fans, mm. you don't hear it. Undefeated records mean nothing to you in boxing? I ain't saying, nah. Your life on the line every fight? <laughs> <laughs> Some niggas ain't making it the past two years. Some niggas ain't even getting up off that ring. Alright, but my favorite, my favorite five, Whitaker, there's no order, Whitaker, Chavez, Floyd, Mike Tyson, Andre Ward. Andre fucking Ward. And then, and then like Roy and Lennox, like right around right there too. Unde- undefeated records don't mean nothing. He must have, he must have said, he must say that because he. Okay. That sounds like he's not a fan of Floyd. That's why he said it. Will you pick and choose fights? Hmm. Okay. I mean, is that a recent thing? I don't know. But I feel like that's more of a recent thing. It, it might be. It might be. Because if you look at the resume of Floyd Mayweather, it's a whole lot of chaos. Hmm. A whole lot of, like, Go through this. So he a Hall of Famer. He a great. 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 <laughs> I feel like his resume is a lot better than people give it credit for. That's from just looking at the name. But a simple fact that I could pick out these names and be like, okay, I seen somebody. I seen them fight. I seen them fight. I seen them fight. And just going down those these names. I'm not a Floyd fan in the slightest. But I can't knock fifty and all. I'll forty nine and all. I'm not counting McGregor. McGregor so wasn't even a boxer. Robinson, Floyd, DP, Julio. That's the list. Great list. Mm-hmm. Very few losses on that list. Mm-hmm. I think out of this whole list, the person that got the most losses might be Ali. 
Right, he should have retired. At least my takes me three years back. <laughs> he was tasting long over before he retired. Hold up. He liked Floyd. I think he would beat Manny no matter when they fought him. But it never felt like. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, don't I never it felt, never felt it would have felt. I don't know. Four years earlier. But like, okay. if one time couldn't beat that nigga a year ago, it don't matter when they fought. It was gonna be the same result. <laughs> so. I think that too. Wait, wait, wait! If wait a minute, wait a minute. If he fought, oh no, no, four years earlier, Floyd still had, he still had hand problems, so he still would have worked. <laughs> I was thinking like maybe he just knocked him out two or four years earlier, but no, nah, it's probably been the same thing. He couldn't get to you. Can't touch him. Most, and the most feared person at the time who they rallied behind was a young Canelo who still couldn't get to him. A younger Canelo, stronger, more dangerous. You were scared of you were scared of Canelo hooks and one two more than you was uh, scared of Manny Manny uh ten punches because it took twenty to eventually like all right yeah yeah I feel that. I feel like Pinot in the eighties was a little bit different, but I don't like Floyd Mayweather's style. People like to compare them because they're both defensive fighters. But I just, I don't like the, let's box for 12 rounds and let the judges decide. Like, that's just not, that's not my thing. Oh, that's probably why you like uh, Pernell, because he'll bang with you down the stretch. Well, he, he was defensive, but at the same time, he'll fight down and just start throwing with you, too. And I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I think if you put Floyd Mayweather and that Hagler, Hearns, Ray Leonard era, I don't think if he come out of that shit unscathed, all right, he's a goat. <laughs> you can't touch him. <laughs> that's the that's the thing. Like it's it's like all right, put it this way. If Ray Leonard had, like, think everything Ray Leonard was, if he had the ability to not get hit, like Floyd Mayweather, he'd be the greatest thing ever. On the flip side, if Floyd had knocked out power throughout his whole career, like a Ray Leonard, he's the greatest. Like, it wouldn't be fair. It's already not fair because you can't hit him. Right. But like you can't get to him. I, I agree with that. But I know Hearn, especially Hagler and Hearns, they just stand in the middle and just throwing. Nigga, yeah. one of these is going to connect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, ex- that's exciting. I don't care how yeah. many mess. One of them going to connect. <laughs> that damn Mayweather, yo. If you can't hit, like, hit and not get hit, gang. It's amazing. It's just not entertaining for me in the sports entertainment. Entertainment is still a factor in, in all of it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Elite. 
y'all see uh Eric DeCasa's presser this uh earlier? Of course I'm I think he was giving so much love and shit. I took that shit off and, and went on the um I went on um Bleacher Report and got the updated with what he was talking about. <laughs> I was like, I know where this is going. Cut. Because I, I missed the I missed the video, so I said once I uh I, I watched the recap, five minutes, I knew where that shit was going. I said, right, let me go to the police report, see what the summary what he was talking about, because I can't do this this bullshit today. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, man. Good stuff, I mean, man. I know they they're gonna be tight lipped. They're not gonna talk about what direction the team is going in. Obviously, it makes sense, and they've always done it that way. But I just didn't get a grasp that we're gonna. I gotta see a change of philosophy. I, I don't want the lip service of doing a change. All right, so look. I'm glad you said that. And I'm I'm just sitting there just. You know me. I'm I'm. Me and Al are similar, because at different times we don't mind being the black sheep. Mm-hmm. You know, as conversation, we 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 love that. Would you say that, Errol? You love it at times, right? I'm used to it by now, sure. Yeah, I love <laughs> that. So, I don't understand. <laughs> don't say it, Terrence. <laughs> say it fell asleep, please. <laughs> All right. In football, what makes the what makes a quarterback great? is when the coordinator maximizes his talent or builds a team around said quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. If you put Lamar Jackson right now in any other system, I don't think you maximize his ability. So, Saying Greg Roman has to go don't make sense from that standpoint. When you look at the tape or just think about like, all right, what that would mean. Like, all right, we we seen games every game this year we lost. Every game. Late in the game, we either had the lead or was down at one score. And damn it, every game except for except for the the, uh, the last one, right? Mm-hmm. We say the offense was bad and terrible and lazy in elementary and passing game. I get it. I, I I agree with it. But at the same time, there were so many plays that was missed. In those games. You feel me? So it's kind of like, 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 what do you do? Do you get rid of the whole system simply because we missed out on a couple throws? Or this route combination was bad, and you look, and then on the flip side, you look at later or earlier in the game where the quarterback misses a wide open man down the field. You get what I'm saying? Like, 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 it's like you, you chop off your arm to please your head. Like, it don't make sense. I just think the philosophy of certain things need to change. 
If you're not getting rid of Greg Roman, okay, cool. That's fine. Greg Roman has proven that he can win. At least win in this league. At least win regular season games. He can do that. Cool. But passing when we're down should not be a foreign concept. Passing and using your weapons throughout the games, throughout the season, shouldn't be a foreign concept. You can't finish dead last in passing production. Passing attempts. Or attempts. Either way, That's, you can't no, finish no, dead last. dead last is the attempts. That's what I'm saying. The attempts were dead last. But the yards were dead last, too. And the production was dead last. Because the attempts were dead last. The efficiency was, was you know what I mean? Right, but you can't just use your weapons because you're trailing, is what I'm saying. Like, your passing should be part of a well-balanced attack. So change that formation because we are, we've been been blessed, and Lamar has been blessed in his career, that we ran him so much for the first two and a half years that knock on wood, he don't get hurt past the concussion and past COVID. Those are the only two times that he's really missed significant time in games. Well, missed the game. Well, he's saying passing is a part of the game plan unless we're down. Yeah, it, I seem like, it seems like it's a foreign concept to Greg Roman to, to spread the ball out, to spread the team out, to spread the field. Use your whole field. Why are y'all lining I mean, up at the hash? I really, I really don't want to get this conversation. <laughs> I know you don't, but I got to bring you in. Look, cause look, cause look, real quick. I'm on the couch. Is, 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 I know y'all can't see it, but I'm on the couch, and that's why I believe we're going to stay with the Greg Roman like philosophy. But you, you can ask me the question, which means I'll answer it truthfully. How many times have the Raiders been down since Lamar Jackson been the quarterback? I want to say a handful of times. Yeah, there's a handful of times. It's not a lot. Few and far between, right? Right. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. How many times before? All right. How many times has the Ravens been a pass-first offense? Never. Never. And I'm not asking it to be pass-first. Never. Never, right? Right. How many times has the Ravens, before Greg Roman and Lamar Jackson, how many times has the Ravens led the NFL Never. in points per game, or even led the NFL was top five in the NFL in points per game? Never. I want to say maybe the Kubiak year, but probably never. Or probably, nah, I think it was top nah, eight. We were just right, a balanced, good running team. How many times? So my point, like, we want to take away all of that. Like, just because in key, mo- in key moments, it just it ain't they ain't executing. But get balanced, though. Is all I'm saying. Just get balanced. Balance. Is it balance you're searching for or efficiency? Why can't it be both? Because Tennessee proves to you that it can't be both. Why can't it? Tennessee threw the ball thirty times a game, ran it thirty-one times a game. That's balance. They had a quarterback who. Who was 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 solid, right? I would like to think Lamar is better than Ryan Tannehill. I get that, I get it, I get it. But they had no chance against the Ravens in the playoffs, being balanced. They weren't efficient. 
It's all about execution at the end of the day, especially in the playoffs. You got to execute. Right, but execute balance. You had Ray Rice and you also had Anquan Bolden and Pitta. You had balance. <laughs> you you just naming names. What I'm saying is forget the names. It's all about execution. Buffalo game, even with the missed field goals, well, even with the bad route combinations, we missed two field goals, uh, got three points, two a pick. All that means is you move the ball down the field with bad route combinations. On top of that, the quarterback missed wide open throws by not taking them. I'm just saying not, not I'm just saying not like throwing in like just bad throws, but just missing guys. It all comes down to execution. Right. I seen I seen a route concept that Kansas City ran. I said, damn, why are they so close together? Oh, I saw only Baltimore did stuff like that. But you don't hear that because they execute. Like, you can't just, like, it don't make sense to get rid of a whole offense because, you know, you miss out on a couple plays in the playoffs. You need to update your offense. You need to spread the ball around. There's no reason for you to draft Miles Boykin as high as you drafted him and uh, have Prochet as healthy scratches down the end of the year. For what? Develop your guys. Have these guys ready to go because you can't run Lamar 30 times a game and think that's going to be successful. And you don't run Lamar 30 times a game. And Al, I'm telling you, (laughs) just take your time and look. And count how many times this season Miles Boykin is open. Open. And the quarterback don't throw it to him. Okay. Again, Who development. Develop Lamar to read these fields as well. Lamar needs development as well. He's only playing for three he only played the second year. And pretty much. That's my point. <laughs> that's why you can't get rid of the OC. That's why I say change your philosophy for the OC. This should not be a foreign concept in your second year if you're a quarterback. Especially when I know that this quarterback was a Heisman quarterback running a pro style at Louisville mm-hmm. without these weapons. He have a he have a, a, a Hollywood Brown at Louisville. He have a Duvernay at Louisville. No, he had James Quick. I mean, yeah, James Quick and Jalen Smith and he had some dogs. But they ain't some dogs. And his line in Louisville wasn't wasn't it either. So I've seen this quarterback execute passing the ball. I've seen him do it. He was a Heisman doing it. You seen it done in the league too. <laughs> it's not done consistently, is what I'm saying. Consistency is all about is the key. You're calling it efficiency, I'm calling it consistency. Alright, let me right, let me right. let me let me chime in real quick too. Doug on it. Like, I know I wasn't going to say nothing, but this this is my, I'm not, I spent so much energy not on Greg Roman and the offense because I knew what to expect from him. 30 points and get a lead in the defense leader. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's where my energy been at for four or five years with Wink, Dean P, who the fuck else, whatever. You get a lead no matter who the quarterback or offense was. Once we finally get a lead, no matter how inconsistent the offense was, we will get a lead. 
you find a way to lose it, can't hold a lead. That's the, that, that was the main story. It didn't happen this year. Wink, he, he proved me wrong the last two games. That's what's up. I get what Al was saying. I get what everybody else was saying. I get what you're saying, too. It's all across the board with the offense, too. It starts with the offensive line not being healthy. I've been screaming for an interior line ever since Matt Burke has been here. Ryan Jensen, you can kill that bullshit. The nigga was trash when he was here. He trashed there when he had Tampa Bay. I mean, I don't give a fuck. You got a top QB who get the ball in his hands in two, three seconds. It's kind of easy to block and take you the best offensive line. Kill that narrative. We've been, we've been searching for Matt Burke ever since the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And every every center that we've had got pushed back into the quarterback that we was with. The last three playoff games that we don't lost, if you go back, Joe Flat, I mean, Lamar Jackson has been running for his life, been getting sacked three to five times a game, and it shows where he can't step up. Orlando Brown's not in his real natural position that he's been playing for the past two years, so he's developing at the other spot too. It starts with the offensive line. Now, now to go to Herb's position, with the 22, yes, we see Lamar miss a key couple games where he could have won a Pittsburgh game where he uh, had Andrews demolish the fucking safety with an in-and-out route for a touchdown. We see where, uh, on a, go back to the offensive line, where Hollywood's kind of open late across the middle of the field in the red zone before he throws the pick. Offensive line can't didn't pick up the blitz. That's a sack right there. That's a costly sack that could have had seven, but end up turning to be a 14-point swing. <clears throat> we done seen plays where he's just not in sync, where he's missing easy routes, or he's going for the big win, or it's just not as accurate as down the field. But then we done seen times where Greg Roman calls bullshit in games where it's like, what the fuck is he doing? But then we done also seen times where Greg Roman be like, all right, I need this third and four, third and two, where I'm going to develop a play a screen to rejuvenate and get that for 15, 20 yards. I done seen plays where he has Pulse in the game, hit a dig route, boom, first down. That's the that's the shit that I want to see moving forward. Not take the, um, the, as you say, the offense away from Greg Roman and be like, fuck it and scrap it because it is a top rushing uh, team in the past. And that's what you want to do. Record. But what I'm saying is when I need something, when I need you to click it over, I don't need you to say it's your fucking playbook and be like, yeah, I'm going to call a QB sneak or QB rollout and think I'm good with this. No, I need you to I need you to think outside the box in a certain certain cases. I get that your QB's missing, but sometimes give him some easy wins too. Call, so, call it, so, shit like that. So or, he, or, he need, or he need to develop on his own, like, all right, I'm going to take control of this line of scrimmage. I'm going to call some shit like that. It goes all three phases of the offense. Right, and so what you're saying is that's everyday coaching stuff. Right. Yeah. So, my, so, but my point is, like, it don't make sense to get rid of a, a successful OC. Because, like, we just, because you just gave out so many examples where he had success. And then, like, if the passing game needs to be, uh, more, what's the word, innovative or more creative? Shouldn't that go to the passing game coordinator? I mean, it and should go you, to both of them, right? how much the Ravens believe in Greg Roman as a passing game coordinator. 
because when they gave him the job as OC, they hired a passing game coordinator. You get what right. I'm saying? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, so it's like I, I, Kelly has to be better. Or right. Kelly could just go ahead and get this Texans job we and then we see what happens. We didn't see Poche, Dez Bryant, and all them show many clips days after they leave. We just seen in the game where ain't none of them plays are being called. So, so this is what I'm saying. Like, you as OC have the ability to pick plays in certain facets of the game that you know should work. And you, I feel like you settling. Your game plan is settled to me. Now, Agree to disagree. Need to know all facets of the game where the execution is the most important thing. And I feel like the offensive line and all primetime games haven't been great. But then again, like I said, all three game, all three parts hasn't been 100%. But I blame mostly when a game plan. When I feel like that game plan ain't working, the adjustment shouldn't come after halftime. It should come right. the next fucking drive. Yeah, exactly. Now, let's that, go to Herb's point. You're getting down to the opponent's territory consistently. Consistently. With no problem. But the problem is it's finishing. Yeah, we have a team that's, that's a playoff team that's like, all right, finishing with, uh, I could, you could say, arguably say Justin Tucker is your best weapon, automatic, whatever, three points, three points here and there. But to go further, where you want to go, you need touchdowns. If I'm not mistaken, since 19, the Ravens are top five in the red zone. They generally are, yeah. Yeah, but like I said, I just need consistency. I'm talking like I'm you talking can be about, top five throughout the regular season. Win it. But I'm when it counts the in the playoffs, and I need you to step up, like how John was saying about the game plan, if it ain't working, don't go to, the, don't sit there and stay with the same thing and think. Oh, I'm just gonna flip it to the other side, and that's changing your game plan. No, right. it's not fucking and working. You, and your point, like you, and you're pointing out one or two plays. Yeah, you point out one or two plays. <laughs> that's a, that's a, you point out one or two plays. All I'm just saying, just change the philosophy. If it's not Greg going to be gone, which I don't believe you can win the Super Bowl with Greg Roman as your offensive coordinator, not in today's day, day and age. And he got proof. He got proof on that. I don't believe you can win a Super Bowl with Greg Roman as your, your offense. You say you don't? I do not. So we can we can lead the league in passing touchdowns when we have a, a, a healthy offensive line. We can lead the league in rushing when the offensive line is healthy and a full off season and all of this. But we can't win a Super Bowl. I don't believe that you can win a Super Bowl with Greg Roman as your offensive coordinator. He has to prove me wrong. And how does he prove me wrong? Change your philosophy. When it actually counts, you can win. when it you counts, can win. what is your philosophy? When it's money time and all the money is on the table, what is your philosophy? How did you develop your, t- your, your team from May when they come back to January? So That's a hell of a time to develop your team. Like I always say, your rookies should not be rookies in December. They should already be developed and ready for this league. Matt LaFleur and Mike McCarthy. I mean, yeah, Mike McCarthy already won in this league, so. He's Sean Payton in the last 10 years. 
Sean Payton already won in this league. Hey, John, that's what you said about how you got to use it to fit your narrative, right? Yeah. How's it fit my narrative? You name quarter, you mean you name coaches that already won in this league. I just say Greg yeah, Roman can't in, win in, in this league. In the previous decade. <laughs> in the previous decade. When it was still, when, when teams weren't averaging 35 passes a game, yeah. They won back then. So going forward, no, I don't believe Mike McCarthy can win in that. They win in this era. No, I don't believe Mike McCarthy can win without Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. No. No, I don't believe Sean Payton can win a Super Bowl without Drew Brees being his quarterback. No. Is that, is that what you want me to answer? Like, he can't win it with, with Drew Brees in this era. Like he already won it with Drew Brees. I'm, I'm just saying you you're putting you're putting in like you capping results. On something that, that takes, I'm capping results on, on, on like three different teams. Like, it takes a team to win. Like everything got to go into play. You can't just say no. He can't win in this era. Like you can be successful in this era and dominate, but when it comes down to it and actually winning, winning uh, the big one, you can't do it. That don't make sense. I don't believe he can win it in this era. I don't believe he can. I'm not saying that I'm 100 percent right. I'd rather be wrong because he's our offensive coordinator. I hope I'm wrong next year. Just prove me wrong. Hey, I mean, Wink proved me wrong. It took until, like, fucking week 16, 17, I mean, into the playoffs, but man, he proved me wrong. I'm not saying Greg Roman can't. I'm saying going forward. You I know, don't believe. I'm sorry. That, you know what I mean? Your young players need more roles. They got too much speed. You done drafted too much speed on this team. To play in the fucking phone booth. Yes. Sit there and be just <laughs> a dominant rush team. You can be top 10 in rushing and still find different facets of value to get down the field and score. Right. We do it. We do it at a time where rushing, getting down the field was so fast, it's unheard of and unrealistic that we do it. Yes. It's when you expect the team to do it and to line up a certain way. And play a certain uh, formation. You should have a, a game plan to dictate that. So when the game plan is there, <clears throat> and the execution isn't there, it's is the fault goes to who? If the game plan is there and the execution is not there, then it goes to the players. Yeah, but if both of them are there, then it goes to the whole team. Gotcha. I believe we have issues with execution as well. But I also believe our main issue is philosophy. Like John said, we have too much team. I mean, too much speed on this team to play has to has. Why? Why are you lining up has to has? I don't give a damn if you run it out of a spread formation. Spread the ball out. Or spread the field out. You spread the Spread the team out. You can you can be in bunch form. That's what it, that's what the speed is for. You can use bunch and tight formations and, and make the uh, defense too difficult to try to keep your hands on you and and, and put them in a bind to be oh fucked up. You look at the counter trades that we've ran for the past few weeks and teams are trying to struggle to find a way to stop it. Oh, that's a that's a that's an opportunity. To be like oh play fake, keep the shit moving. But nah, we, we got back in the DMs when it, when it comes down to a play action, 
Oh, they get abused for that shit. No, I mean, to, to, to give praise to where I just criticized, it is amazing that you are a number one run team, number 32 pass team, and still lead the league in point differential. That's fucking amazing. That's amazing right there. But when the money is on the table, can you get it done? I don't believe Greg's current philosophy can. I don't believe his current philosophy can. I, I like I like how everybody gonna be spreading them out and all this and that. And I see, I see Green Bay. They was in the spread a lot down the stretch. Aaron Rodgers, when he had time, wasn't nobody open. I wonder why. I thought it was easy to score when you spread people out. And in the day, it comes down to execution. Right. You play in the phone booth, you can spread, you can do whatever you want. You execute, you execute. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. I agree. I'm not saying that you can't execute. But if you don't execute, and you don't have a game plan, and you don't change your game plan. That Buffalo game was execution. I think also it was game plan. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm saying, when you look at the... When you sit down and look at it, you don't see execution. It wasn't there. That's fair. So, it was a team team loss. It was definitely Uh, a team loss. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, Sid. They How stopped they stopped the legal formation penalty? Do you see my hand? Hold on. Reach out to the ref. Am I on? All right. You see Des Bryant and Steve Smith did that shit every time. Am I on? All right. All right, fellas, it's been fun. Next week, I guess we can break down the uh, Super Bowl, our Super Bowl picks, and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chiefs by ten, don't bat me. Right Say it again. Chiefs by ten, don't bat me. I'm taking bets. Anybody who like the Chiefs and want to leave some money, holla at me. I ain't think Tampa Bay gonna get them. I ain't playing. <laughs> gonna get them. I'm saying this. Brian Jensen and KO was some shit here in Baltimore. And I ain't saying nothing else about it. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why nigga think because a nigga want to jump on the pile or start to fight when somebody do something really extra that they the nicest nigga out here. Hey, John. You know how... I, I guess it's because uh, <clears throat> we never... Fix that center issue since Matt Burke. Since Matt feel Burke. like it, they see an article saying he the best. It's like, damn, we should have kept him. <laughs> let, 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 let me let you in on something. The Ravens are a predominantly rush team, right? Mm-hmm. Greg Roman came to the Ravens in 2018 with two jobs. Titans coach and to improve the run game. Because in 2017, we were some cuts <laughs> running the ball. Well, a lot of that had to do with running backs, but that's neither here nor there. No, nah, it was just mostly because of the offensive line. 
and because of running backs, but that's neither here nor there. Look, we can take average running backs and okay running backs and make them look good as long as they got holes and run up in. Ain't nobody making Alex Collins look good. He's some shit. Okay? Dan Safita's some shit. The only person T. West is some shit. I understand he's from Baltimore. There you go, right there. There you go. T. West and Alex Collins and Kenneth Dixon? No, that's not a backfield. I'm sorry. Kenneth Dixon just didn't live up to the hype of his own potential. He got hurt. He got hurt. Exactly. I can't say he was some shit. I just say that nigga was a failure. He was a failure because he got hurt. But point being, the man who was considered and should have stayed, they got to see firsthand. Like, oh, no, I can't pay this man $40 million. Right. Without, without running game look like this? Like, nah, cuz. How good is a run game if our QB isn't Lamar Jackson? I think J.K. Well, is really good. If it was Lamar Jackson, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco got hurt with that offensive line. Right. The nigga got abused. He talking about currently. Currently, currently I think it's good. J.K. is a good running back. I think Gus is a good running back. I'm talking about offensive line. Let's talk about the running back. Yeah, forget all that. Go to the Pittsburgh and COVID game. Lamar Jackson didn't play. How many yards he put up running the ball? A lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Wow, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if y'all, y'all want to bet, you know, let me know. I'll take a couple dollars. Just a little, you know, nothing crazy, just $5, you know, $10. Let me get 10 people to bet me $10. <laughs> and then get 10 more people to bet me $10. And then 10 more. Mm. And then ten more, you feel me? Just trying mm. to come up mm-hmm. with a little bit. Brady for seven. Yeah, man. Brady for seven. Those just sound crazy. You know what I'm saying? got five. Brady about to get seven. Bron about to get six. That's really gonna fuck people up when Bron gets six. He only slipped because of the fucking fact that he played for the Lakers. What else am I supposed to? What else is there to really care about for LeBron? Yeah, he about to get mad because I hope the Lakers don't win it this year. Say what now? Actually, we hope they don't win. Why? Yeah, listen, listen. You understand? Remember, twenty years. I'm a Bean fan. I, I'm a new Laker fan. <laughs> okay. But for the. Uh, since since I've been breathing, I'm an underdog fan. Okay. So all this hate that that KD been getting and Harden is getting and and Kyrie's getting, I hope they win. I hope they win it all, just so I can just look back and just laugh. Like I hope they win the East, cause I said it's over in three. <laughs> so I can just sit back and laugh, like dang. Lakers in three, if we get this the goddamn next. Lakers in three. <laughs> AD running them. AD definitely get Finals MVP. That's short ass team. It ain't gonna work. Okay, watch this. <laughs> AD definitely get Finals MVP. That's small ass team. You better hope. You better hope. Even if they small, right? You better hope your team is on. Cause if your team have an off night, they running you out the gym. That team rarely. <laughs> that they team rarely. The worst offensive team in the league scored one forty seven on them. They they was hot that night. <laughs> Anybody seem to hot be hot the night they play the Nets. You wanna get a scoring streak going, play the Nets. Huh? <laughs> the 
all this energy. That's why I hope. Wow. They gonna give you one thirty, but you might be able to get one forty five on them. John, John, all this hate done took, done took, um, that made me take my man Giannis out of the finals. With all this hate. Listen, you ain't had Giannis in the finals anyway. Right. You ain't have him in the finals anyway. We're not, anyway, right. we not gonna have me and Al have that conversation because we already know what it is. Right. <laughs> I mean, no. You ain't having a nigga in no finals. But the Nets at the same time, I still had Giannis in the finals. But now, because of y'all hate, nah, Giannis, we gotta sit this one out. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it don't count yet. It don't matter if you lose in the playoffs. It don't count yet, remember? I hope yeah. Brooklyn win it all. It's <laughs> different narrative. It's good for the sports. Exactly. It's not good for the sports. Dynasty is good for the sports. No, it ain't. Dynasty is definitely good for the sport. The reason why the reason why uh, Tom Brady's hated so much is because of dynasties. That's the, the reason thing. Michael Jordan is loved so much is because of dynasties. The reason Steph Curry is loved so much is because of dynasties. Nah, the reason Magic nah, Johnson is loved so much is because of dynasties. Nah, Steph ain't got no nah, dynasties. Nah, Curry, Curry is not loved because of dynasties, or if it was a dynasty. Like I said before, the narrative the narrative is if you if you hinder and you go against LeBron anyway and stop him from getting rings, you will be one of the most hated players out there. <laughs> that goes for Steph Curry, Kawhi, um, um, who else? Who the fuck? Um, KD, anything. So if you make a power move that benefits you and it's going to reflect and hurt LeBron's stats, shit. You think we could be one of the most hated niggas? Look, you, you can't even stop saying that nigga name. You, can, you, you call him Cupcake. Who ain't called Yo. Wait, wait, John. Wait. And then he called him Cupcake for making the power moves that LeBron started. He told us, like, bruh, we can take this into our own hands. Right. Take the game again. Go ahead, Bron. Man, we out. LeBron Man, started going to the best team in the Al. league. We That's what LeBron started. Now, ask this. Would he to would he to be it would he to be any top team in the East with that current lineup? Or any top team in the West? What? what happened? Who? Cleveland. Saying that Cleveland. No. Oh, all right. Okay. Oh, all right. I guess we can move on from that then. But he didn't go to the best team in the league and say, oh, nobody said we will no, win. No, no, It wasn't even KD. See, this is the he thing. He created the best team in the league. This is the thing. This is the thing. It wasn't KD leaving for me. It was not KD leaving. It was KD leaving and saying, nobody said we will win. Who the fuck didn't say that? Niggas said you went and made the worst move possible. Who the fuck said you weren't going to win? Well, you tried to play the underdog role because you went and signed your name at the bottom of the, of the birthday card? That's what pissed me off. You were not the underdog. You'd have been the underdog at OKC if you'd have won it. Not in goddamn Golden State. They were, nine, they were 73 and 9. Al, you took it personal. Yeah, you did. Because you said he wouldn't, you didn't say he wouldn't win, but millions said that. Who said just he like would not millions, win to go to state? Just like millions said Bronx that fans. LeBron and them wasn't going to win in Miami, and millions celebrated when they didn't win right away. But who so said go to state was not going to win? They Look, knew go to state was going to win on Fourth of July when he signed. Everybody knew that. Same, oh, that's that's the a right. Everybody L, knew that. <laughs> You missing it? You missing it? The same millions of people who said when LeBron, Boston, Wade got together that Miami wasn't going to win, 
were the same people that was upset that KD chose Golden State and said, nah, they ain't going to win it. And they go out and win it. Like I, I need, said, I'm going to post, I need at least third. five people that told me, that say KD was not going to win. I bet you you can't find five people that say KD was not going to win and go to state. Everybody knew it's his design. Him trying to be the fake, nah, him trying to be the fake tough was, guy, him trying to be the fake underdog is what pissed me off because that's not you. Listen, <laughs> that's the not you. Stay the same, be man. who you are. He could have went to the Spurs and have been a championship team and they would have still hated it for him. For no way, nobody would have cared. Nobody would have cared if he went to the Spurs. So nobody would have cared if KD would have went to the Spurs with a coach. What? Are you crazy, Al? Nobody would have cared he went to the Spurs. An outreach. Nobody would have cared. The Spurs was not the best team in the league. The Warriors were. Wait. So KD, Kawhi, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Manu Ginobili? You just named a bunch of people who couldn't win besides Manu and, and Kawhi. All right, yo, I'm done. So KD and Kawhi alone. Yeah, I'm out of this. Yeah, that's hate. That's hate. God bless you. Good night. Like nobody would, nobody would have cared if they went to the Spurs because the Spurs was not the best team. The Warriors were the best team that was one game, one block away from winning a championship. But who threatened the Warriors most? The Cavs. No, no, I'm talking about the West. I'm talking about the West. Nobody. It was 73 and 9. Nobody threatened them in the was, West. They was hating so much. They were saying if they had Kawhi, they would have won. If he, Al, he didn't join a 73 and 9 team. He joined a 0 0 team. Right. He joined a 73 and 9 team. That's okay. Not at all. It's all right. Wiggins it's wasn't right. on that. Uh, Harrison Barnes wasn't on that team. <clears throat> I don't think Bogey was on that team. Who else? Harrison Barnes, though? Really? Harrison Barnes. I'm just saying. Was the Warriors 73-9, was that their record the season before Kevin Durant joined them? Was that not their record? <laughs> Were they not a block away from winning back-to-back titles? No, they weren't a block away. They weren't a block away. No. That was a five-point swing, and they won by four points. That was a block away. They no, they had, no, they had another um, opportunity to win it down the stretch, and... They didn't win. That was a five-point block at the rim. Okay, but... They won by four. Even with all of that, the reason they won by four is because a three-pointer was missed, and they had to foul. Yeah, I mean, the foul game. That's all it was. But they had an opportunity to win it. It was a five-point block, and they won by four. (laughs) You don't want to hear it. You still don't want to hear it. Exactly. That's cool. All right, man. Nobody said KD won't win. He's a fake tough guy, and I, I hate when people try to do that. Just be you, yo. Tough guy. Just be you, KD. All right, man. I'm gone. We're going to do this again next week. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. Uh, keep the debates going. There was an injury and suspension away. <laughs> cool. I'm going to start something else up. Uh, Al, take this out. Be blessed, be productive, be more. We love you. We out. You know when you order a new video game, or a golf club, or a blender, and then it arrives at your door, you get a little thrill. 
Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at Home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at Home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable lossy dealer for details.